Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, depending on when and where you're listening to this. This is Michael Lafito, and you are in the right place if you are tuning in to the Luxury Listing Podcast. This is the podcast for those agents looking to either break into or dominate and differentiate themselves selling high-end and luxury properties. I'm really excited for today's uh, episode. We've had some great people in the past, but we are with one of the, the largest or the premier brand when it comes to luxury globally, as many say. And uh, this is Craig Hogan in today's interview. And Craig is the head of the luxury division, which just kind of went o- over a rebranding, if you will, uh, in April of 2017. So Craig's going to share with us a little bit of his story and what he's seeing working today in the, the, the top luxury agents within the Cobalt Banker brand, and and um, again, we're going to talk a little bit about coaching and skill set because Craig believes just like I do. Let's have the best agents out there using the best technology and tools and resources. So, without further ado, Craig, um, welcome to the to, to the, the podcast today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So, Craig, um, tell everybody a little bit about your your background, and and uh, of course, as I mentioned. Uh, you're the head of the, the Global Luxury Program, which is the new, the new name for the, the Cobalt Banker Luxury Program, previously the, the previews, if you will. But tell us a little bit about you and your story and, and, and your background, if you would. Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, I suppose uh, most pertinent for this audience, um, I remember back in 1999, I had already been in real estate for four or five years, and uh, it really went well for me. But I was a little burnout, and I was doing 70, 80 deals a year, and I was on my own and just sort of thought, oh, boy, this is not for me. I was exhausted and sort of kind of ready to think about doing something else, can you believe? And then I took a referral that I reluctantly did because I just didn't, didn't think I wanted to do it. They were coming from another state. Well, I did it, took them out two days, four showings, sold a $1.3 million uh, townhome here in Chicago. Well, all of a sudden I was in love with real estate again. You know how it goes, right? So, uh, we get paid on, we get paid on the, uh, volume, not the number of transactions. So that started my, or reignited my love affair with being an agent. And I stayed in the luxury space from that point on. So since 1999, I've been in the luxury space and I worked always in the Chicago market. Uh, fortunately for me in 2012, our uh, group was purchased by Coldwell Banker. Uh, we had been with other, other brands uh, prior to that. Uh, that was just a great, I think, a great fit for me and my, my uh, office. And uh, from there, uh, we worked in the luxury space here and continued on. And then in 2015, I was tapped by the Coldwell Banker brand to come on board to oversee the global luxury program worldwide. And that was actually two years ago next week. So I'm about right. to celebrate an anniversary. Yeah. So it's been a great ride. Been a lot, been a lot of fun. And that's my real estate background and story. So 
Oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if you're going to sell a home, you know, might as well sell one that's a little bit higher if you get paid on, on the volume, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Plus, that's, it's a lot more fun. It's just a lot more fun. I mean, you know, the, the people are cooler and the real estate's beautiful and it makes the whole thing just a lot more fun. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stories and, and characters behind mm-hmm. some of these these uh, high-end properties and these mansions, that's for sure. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm with you there, Craig. So, okay, so that, that's great. And, you, you know, you travel a lot. So you're uh, obviously with the... You know, with the global luxury brand, you know you're 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 presenting and you're speaking and you're being a panelist, et cetera. Um, talk to me about your day to day a little bit, if you will. I mean, how often are you traveling um, out of the month? Is it a couple times a month? Is it hey, each week you're on a plane or what does that look like? Yeah, it's, it's a couple of times a month. I mean, in my role now uh, with you know the Cobble Banker brand, uh, our our luxury division. Fortunately for us, we are the largest of what we do, uh, and so we operate in 50 countries. About to open up in more, and we're of course in every every corner of the realm here in the United States. So um, last year I did 42 cities. This year I will do more. Uh, some of that is uh, outside of the country. It's, I'm just very blessed. It's a very very wonderful gig. I get to see uh, real estate all over the world, which is an eye-opening experience. And I get to meet agents from all over the world, which is equally eye-opening because we believe here in this country that we think we know everything. And then you get to other countries and you realize they have no MLS, they have no regulation, most of them have no license, and yet they still operate day-to-day and sell massive amounts of real estate. And it's, uh, it's sort of eye-opening just to watch how everyone does it everywhere. Plus, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, traveling around Europe, looking at some of the most beautiful real estate there is. But, but, but a lot of my time is spent presenting, uh, working with the top 5% uh, agents, working with the top uh, uh, franchisees, both international and, and here in the country, and making sure that the, the global luxury story is told in the same way all over. We feel it's critical to manage the message um, especially when you're so large and the message is so important. Uh, so that's, that's uh, kind of what I get to do. It's a pretty nice gig. Yeah, the message is, is, is huge. I'm, I'm presenting in Boston later this week, and, and we had uh, three agents submit luxury properties that are stale. They're not moving. And mm-hmm. you know, so that's what I'm doing is I'm helping them reposition the properties to, to perhaps tell the message a little bit more effectively, right, through maybe right. better – better photos and descriptions and, and perhaps in, you know, implementing some lifestyle marketing because, you know, when we're talking luxury and we're talking high end, you know, you can't just snap a few photos and throw it on the computers. Um, what <laughs> I'm finding, Craig, no. is the top tier properties in most marketplaces, you know, it, 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 at some price point, it becomes, goes from a buyer's market to a, excuse me, it goes from a seller's market to a buyer's market. And, and it might be different in Austin than as it is in Chicago, and it's different in Manhattan. But, but at some price point, that that upper end, it's it, it's a little stale. It's not moving. And and if you do the same thing as everybody else, you'll get the same results as everybody else. And um, and so we're really big. You know, that's part of the listenership of of this podcast is people looking for not the magic pill, but 
but some outside the box and creative ways to, to market these properties. Because if you're just looking to throw it on the MLS, and, uh, the, the photos, then uh, it's going to be probably a stale luxury property for you. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. You know, our experience is the, and you just said it, in the uber luxury market, uh, it's always uh, it's always another animal. It's generally a buyer's market all the time. I mean, no one needs a, you know, $60 million listing for shelter. It's, it's uh, you know, they just, uh, you know, I, I don't see people flocking to Aspen because they need a roof over their head with a $42 million second home. It's, uh, it's definitely a smaller buyer pool. The story is critical. We have to connect with them in a very meaningful way. We all know no one needs that product. They just choose to buy it. And I think uh, you nailed it. It's a, it's a critical that we look at it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Well, what, what are you seeing? Um, you know, we had some, some questions we had talked about we were going to ask. And, um, you know, what, um, as far as luxury, what you're seeing at Cobalt Banker, how do you feel like the market has performed, you know, this year? Um, you know, we're a little past the midway part of 2017. How, how do you see, you know, the first, you know, seven or eight months of, of 2017 as, as it compares to 2016 based on, you know, your fingers on the pulse, you're working with the top 5% in the Cobalt Banker brand, uh, traveling, speaking on panels. What are you, what are you seeing out there? Well, you know, I don't think there's any doubt. I think there's any number of luxury market reports by every major brand. I think, I think maybe four or five have been published already this year. We're putting ours together for the end of the year, but I don't think there's any mystery. Uh, 2014 was just a rocking year. Um, it's, it's been a slow cooling, uh, softening since then. Uh, for us this year, we feel positive. Uh, we see, we see a good, uh, strength in not every market, not every market, but in a lot of markets that we, that we work in. We see all the typical players are still, you know, as far as regions and cities are still there, but we've also seen some increases in luxury markets that maybe just, just get into the top 10. Uh, we're seeing some double-digit increases in number of units. So we feel good. Um, obviously, 2014 got us all excited. That was a a huge double-digit increase. Uh, it's been slowing down ever since then. But, you know, I, it could be just me, but I don't think so. Sometimes these hyper markets, we all get excited. But, you know, then when they settle down to what is really normal, we get all bent out of shape. And I, I guess I'm a little different on that. I think, I think steady, steady uh, is good. I think when things jump, jump up, and get very hyper, we all get excited. But I always look at that as, you know, this will not last forever, right? Things can't just continue to explode. They have to right. settle down. So, so I don't see anything wrong with where we are right now. I just think we've got to be uh, better. I think we've got to get our message out. I think we've got to talk to more sellers. I think we've got to price things right. And I think uh, that helps us keep, keep us in the lead. Yeah. Yeah, pricing it right is is important, and and, uh, and having the patience, I believe. You know, I I have some sellers. I had one gentleman 
I was working with, and they had a very taste-specific property. Um, you know, again, when you when you go to sell a home, we always tell agents you want to try to neutralize and, and try to cater to the majority and um, and take some of the personal decor out and neutralize through staging and, and that creativity and, and based on market research. But I had one guy that wasn't willing to do take us up on any of our suggestions so I said, that's okay if you don't want to do it, but then you have to be really patient because the pool of buyers that has your taste-specific uh, interior design and, and that sort of thing, it's a small pool. So you either have to be patient or you have to reflect it in your price or you have to do what we're, we're suggesting based on market research. And he didn't want to do that. He goes, no, I'm not going to do that. So that's fine. You either got to reflect in your price or be patient, but you're obviously not right. patient because you're calling us all the time saying, hey, why <laughs> Why aren't we getting any activity, you know? I know. It, it's always the ones who won't do anything that you request. They will call you every day. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, you know, but that's just the, you know, we get all this in luxury. We see everything. Uh, what, what some people think is just incredible. Other people, you know, seeing a home with a bowling alley in it, and a basketball court in it is, uh, you know, it's specific, and that's exciting to some, to some, but then a lot of buyers come through thinking, what the hell am I going to do with this room? I got to do something, right? I don't need a bowling alley. I don't need a swimming pool in my living room, which I've seen once or twice, which is an oddity. Uh, yes. It's just, just we, we just see everything, right? But, but by and large, the ones that listen to us and go along with just basic advice of how to make this something that's, that's attractive to to other buyers, we went on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a- absolutely. Making that connection. I mean, I always mm-hmm. tell people: people buy an emotion and they justify in logic. And um, mm-hmm. you know, you want to hit those emotional hot buttons when they're they're seeing the home, and and, um, and 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 perhaps they don't even justify the purchase. That's right. right. The impulse. That's right. Um, well, tell me a little bit. Um, I know you're really big into, um, you know, coaching and skill set, and I, I use the term iron sharpens iron. And, and what mm-hmm. do you think, you know, a commonality in some of your top agents? I know you're working with primarily the top 5% coal banker agents. And is that just across the board or this, that, that specialize in global uh, luxury? Or is it, you know, just the top five agents? And what's the commonality are you seeing? Well, I get to work with the top agents, but I, I also, uh, and I love this just as much, I also get to present to the entire Cobalt Banker Network uh, through our certification program. And whether it's just in global luxury, but in our case, we have, you know, some of our top 10 don't really focus on luxury. They focus on whatever their market might be. And I think some commonalities that I know that I see all the time and I believe in 100% and I sort of preach this. Uh, is is a really really heavy focus on skill set. Uh, practice, practice, practice. Rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. Research at a level that we've just that we're just not used to. Um, agents that that are ready all the time, or I should say, brokers who are ready all the time uh, for that phone to ring. Um, I, in fact, I listened to your your podcast last week with Lynn. Uh, from oh, yeah. Windermere, yeah, she made a she made a comment about, you know, are you ready? And uh, I use that in my training. I ask people, are, you know, if the phone rang tomorrow, and it was the most expensive listing in your market, are you really ready 
if they say, hey, I'm in town tomorrow, I need to see you between 10 and 11, could you go fully ready? Is your, is your material ready? Is your presentation ready? Do you have your presentation nailed cold? Can you describe why you should be hired in 60 words or less? Or would you fumble and scramble to get your materials together and run to the office to get a listing presentation pulled together? That's most realtors, right? And I think, I think preparation, uh, being, being ready, uh, I'm a big proponent of I practice my listing presentation uh, or my li- I like to call it a listing consultation. I practice it live in front of a room full of people on a regular basis. Um, I think we should all do that. When I ask people to do that in a crowded training room, they all kind of get sick to their stomach and nobody wants to do that. I would argue if you can't get up in front of 50, 60, 75 people and do your presentation live and argue for your commission and argue for the price and argue for list with me today, I would, I would tell you that's you probably need to shift gears and master that because that's, that's what the luxury uh, client is expecting to see. They're expecting to see somebody at the top of their game. They're expecting to see somebody who is a polished professional who within minutes, they feel they want to list with you. And that's, that comes from comp confidence and preparation. So I'm just a big believer in, in all of that. I think uh, we all get caught up in the day to day, which, you know, really, it, this is my opinion. I'm not, now this, I won't be speaking on behalf of the brand. This is just my opinion. I believe a lot of what we do is showtime and it's preparation for showtime. And when you get that opportunity, it's, you're, you need to be ready to go and you're there to, 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 to really impress someone enough that they feel comfortable to say, all right, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, we've all come across agents. I, I shouldn't say we all. I know I've come across agents uh, even today, but, but primarily years ago where I knew I was a better marketer, Craig, than the other agent. I knew I was you know, mm-hmm. hungry and more passionate, but, but that's what I teach agents all the time. Nobody cares how much you know until they know you care. And that's really you know, that, that component of the showtime of the presenting is building rapport is really important, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge disc personality guy. And you need to understand what oh. the other personality Totally. Is that your totally you, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very, very high DI, very high DI. I'm at, I'm at 99. I, I have no S and C. So I am not the guy you want to ha- help you find the keys. I'm yep. not just not that guy. But you know that, right? And, and I know that. So I know what I do well and I, I stick to that. Yeah. I know what I do well as well, but articulating that to a potential client is important for managing their expectations mm-hmm. from day one. I'll tell people, listen, if you want an agent that's going to call you every day because they don't have a book of business, they'll tell you what you want to hear. They don't know what gets your home sold, but man, they'll be a good friend and they'll do an open house every weekend and they'll be at your beck and call. I'm not that guy, but if, if you want yeah. you know, yeah. somebody that's going to get the job done and not tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear, you know, so... I manage the expectation, and some people are a little bit like blown away, you know, when mm-hmm. I train agents on this. But I'm like, listen, differentiate or die, like Jack Trout said, right? Do you want to show up mm-hmm. like everybody else, 
Um, so yep. I love the fact that you talked about listing consultation. I, I never talk about, um, you know, listing, you know, when I, if I get your listing, I, no, it's not a listing. I feel like listing is past tense, you know, marketing. Yeah. I use the term marketing because marketing is ongoing. Just like, you know, those old, those old motivational pit, posters that would say success is a journey, not a destination. Well, but right. I believe, you know, if I list your home, that's a past tense. No, I don't list homes. I, I market them. There's a calculated. I like that. I like that. I like that. So uh, I'm interested, you know, whenever I interview people, I, I like everyone defines luxury a little bit different. And so you're talking about mm-hmm. global luxury. Talk to me about how Cobalt Banker defines luxury or, or if a property meets the global luxury, um, you know, minimums, I guess. What, was that a sure. price point? So for Cobalt Banker, it's a little bit different. Uh, yes, it's a price point. So for the most part, it is the top 10% of any market, closed volume, previous year. We look at that number and that sort of sets our threshold. But now in a lot of markets, it's the top 5%. So if, it is, if it's an uber luxury market, and which are, you know, well, I would say our top 10, uh, we've gone away from 10% and have moved up to the top 5%. Just because there's so much of it there, we had to do a separation. In the, I don't want to call them lesser markets, but the markets underneath that, they, they may stick at the top 10% in order to stay competitive and keep a number, you know, the largest number of signs out there and have a largest number of listings. So that's the price piece. Okay. But for the Cobalt Banker Global Luxury Program, we have another component, and that is the condition and appearance, fit and finish. And so during our certification course where all of our luxury agents must go through, you cannot represent Cobalt Banker Global Luxury as a luxury property specialist unless you have been through a series of certification classes. It's just a requirement. And in that, in that series of instruction, you learn what the difference is. So for instance, you know, if you can't tell the difference between a $300,000 kitchen and a $100,000 kitchen, you probably have a problem. If you can't identify a $5,000 door and brock versus a $500 Delta faucet, you probably have a a, a, a challenge. You have to be able to identify stones, woods, tiles, electronics, smart home, all of that. And so we, we spend a lot of time making sure we, we have the right property with the right, right price because just price alone will not get you into the global luxury program and it won't get you on our website. It won't get you on our global syndication package um, because we, you know, let's face it, we all know this. There's a lot of expensive property right now for sale that's really not luxury it's just that the prices have gone up so much so we we uh we don't allow just everything in it because we don't want something on our website that's a two million dollar teardown right Mm -hmm. we don't we don't and and nor when you talk to the seller the right way they don't really want their pro their property put up against things that just look so far and away uh, much better. Uh, they understand that the Cobble Banker uh, platform is actually fine uh, because, uh, you know, we, we're number one, which carries us a long way. We can sell anything. The Global Luxury Program is really for the best of the best. And that's just our approach. Um, I, I know others 
others do some things a little differently. I, 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 I was, you know, big kudos to Windermere for setting their threshold at 3 million. I thought that was bold. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I totally get it. They wanted to stake their claim at one level. I know other brands have a, have a different level, but that is ours. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, you know, with, with the luxury listing special certification that we teach, you know, we define luxury as three times whatever the average sale price is for any given market. So Rochester, yeah. New York might be something else than, you know, Ames, Iowa or, you know, whatever, Manhattan, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so it's, it's, it's relevant. It's difficult to define a price point, you know, across the board and, and, um, oh, yeah. So you guys do the top 10% close, but it might be 5% in some of these marketplaces where, you know, there, there's a lot of movement and, um, and yeah. a lot of data, to, you know, as far as close uh, transactions. So interesting. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, that's, and that's what I feel like our industry solely needs. So you guys have a certification. They're better trained agents. Um, they understand mm-hmm the importance and, and deciphering between, you know, woodwork, finishes, upgrades, yeah. uh, finishes, so they can articulate that. Because the general public, we, you can't assume, right? You know what they say when you assume. And, and for mm-hmm. scale properties, you know, the listing agent being there accompanied, you know, taking the buyer through pointing out some of these unique special features because you can't assume the buyer's agent knows. Because one of the things I've found, Craig, when I interview some of these top agents, you know, many are sharing with me, Mike, many times these buyers, agents, this is like their trophy client. Like they link yeah. through, through a friend of a friend or, 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 you know, maybe they help their parents out. I was talking to a gentleman before that, that helped, you know, Michael Jordan's mom with the property before. And right. he always can I ask, hey, how, how did you, how did you, you know, if you don't mind me asking, how do you land these clients? Well, many times it's just relationship based. But my point yeah. is. Many of these buyers agents don't have that experience in that luxury space, and so I hate to say we got to do our job, do their job, I should say, but but we need to help them out and educate their client in a way that doesn't make them look bad. Yeah, um, one comment on that, spot on. First of all, I have learned over the years. You're right; these buyers can come from anywhere, and the buyer broker may or may not know what you do. And we should make sure they look good. It does, it does no one a benefit to be, um, well, you know how realtors can be. Let's face it. So the higher you go, I think the more humble you become, or you should. So when these buyer agents don't, don't know, we should make them look good. We should help them out because they won't forget it. You know, uh, that home I sold in 1999 that I took that referral on, they got me into luxury. I got to tell you. That agent, she was far superior to me. I was not a luxury agent. I was a transactional agent. I realized during the process she knew far more than I did. She was better at what she was doing. She described everything. I didn't even know what half the stuff she was talking about. And I paid attention because I realized I was not up to her level. And that's when I decided to start with coaching and education and research to make sure that I was never in that situation again. So that's just two little things to tag oh, on to your great. comment. That's great. I mean, be a student of the game, right? Always learning. Yeah, always. You know, so that's awesome. Um, well, 
if somebody wanted some additional information, um, Coal Banker, the Global Luxury Program, perhaps they're they're not happy with where they're at, um, or they just you know they they want to get in touch with you. Maybe something you shared, uh, Craig, really uh, got their attention. Um, What's what's the best um, best way to get in touch with you, if you don't mind? Well, I'm easy to find. Uh, my email is my my name, Craig Hogan at coldwellbanker.com. Very easy to find. And my uh, Twitter and Instagram are chogancb. Uh, very easy. My my first initial, my last name, and CB. I'm a company guy, so I'm very easy to find. Uh, and uh, you can find me on any of the Cobble Banker sites, and I'm always interested to chat with anybody, help anybody, share with share with anybody. You know, it's an, it's a very exciting time for us. We just relaunched the Cobble Banker Global Luxury Program. Can you just imagine being asked to take the largest and longest running luxury real estate program of any of any brand out there and sh- turn it on its head and 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 relaunch it? And that was a two year project. So we're excited about where we are, all that we have. So if anybody wants to learn more about it or just, just, just hear about it, I'm, I'm here. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, I, I was, I was excited to see, I didn't know behind the curtain what was going on, but I'd heard. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see different signs, you see some rebranding. And uh, so it was previously known as the previews program, correct? Yeah. And I remember when, uh, it was right when we relaunched. I think you sent me a Facebook message, if, I, yeah. if I'm correct, yeah. about I love the new look. And I thought to myself, well, I was glad you you were even paying attention, but I should have known yeah. you would be because cause you do. No, no, I, I love it. I love it. So I'm a big believer. You know, always be marketing. You are your brand online, offline. Um, you know, so that was, that's that's really good information. Great content on the coaching, the skill set. You know, trying to be a student of the game, learning. Um, and anything else that you want um, our listeners to to uh, take away from today's interview? You know, I I don't know what else to add except something that I always like to add. Uh, especially for us in this industry, uh, just focus on being better. Focus on being better. Whatever we were doing before, uh, it can be done better. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of money to be made, but there's just a really great life that goes along with it. What we do is an honorable thing, great profession. Uh, focus on being better. Stay true to your brand. Be real. Stay humble, and um, just keep moving. Keep moving up. I love it. I love to be real, be humble. Um, yeah. I, uh, I have a sign in my office that's behind me. I'm looking at it right now. It says, prove them wrong. But, but I have another canvas <laughs> in my, my other office that says, stay hungry, stay humble. Um, yeah. Stay hungry, but stay humble. And um, transparency, be yourself, is really important. I mean, there's totally. some luxury trainers out there that tell them you've got to say this and do this instead, walk like this. It's like, be yourself. People can read right through you. If, uh, if They can. They can. We don't, we don't you know, people that, that we deal with they're they're not fools you know they didn't get to where they are they 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 can figure it out that's why i think uh, confidence without ego is one of my favorite sayings because the more we produce and the higher we get in real estate you know realtors have it just sometimes can be a little you know needs to be a little much and i think i think staying staying humble and real uh that's an attractive quality nobody likes somebody who thinks they're 
superior. Uh, it's not attractive. Uh, and we already have a problem getting the, the uh, seller and buyer world to trust us as realtors because we have a sometimes an image problem. So I think coming in as a trusted advisor with, uh, with uh, confidence but no ego makes you a far, far better pick than somebody who comes in like a bull in a china closet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I use this slide during my trainings, uh, uh, Reader's Digest in 2012. I mean, so it's, it's several years old, but they had the most trusted professionals. And, uh, and unfortunately, real estate agents were behind car salespeople. We were just yeah. ahead of just ahead of sex workers, Craig. And so I always get around saying, don't ask me what a sex worker is. I have a good idea. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I was trying to dance around that, but you nailed it. I think uh, uh, in selling to the, selling to the new elite, which I think is just a dynamite book. I think that uh, author was Stephen Krause. They, they had, I think it was probably that, that same, uh, that same roundup of trusted professions. And it was so, so disheartening to see that real estate brokers had fallen to an all time low. And um, you're right. We were behind used car salespeople and I think attorneys and we were right above whatever. And it just (laughs) sort of, you know, so I, I think I always think about that. And when we, when we talk in our coaching and our talk in our training, we always remind people just, just remember in, in your mind, just remember they, they more than likely do not trust you anyway, so make sure you are real and spot on and give them every reason to think they want to go with you. Don't prove them right. Prove them wrong, like your sign says. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, hey, listen, really appreciate your time. I know your time is valuable. You're on a plane a lot, so when you get, you know, you get situated uh, to, to carve out a half hour of your time is, is really appreciated. So thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I had a great time. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, folks, uh, again, just a reminder, you can download other episodes of Luxury Listing Podcast. You can go to LuxuryListingPodcast.com, or you can go to iTunes or Stitcher to download previous episodes. And if you have any suggestions or somebody that you think we should be interviewing, you can send us a message. Send me a message, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com. And for additional information on our luxury certification, you can just check out Luxury Listing Specialist. Luxury Listing Specials. My name is Michael Lafito. Remember, it's not the market, it's the marketing. Have a great day. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our Luxury Listing Specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecials.com.